Even as the NBA's health and safety protocols continue to impact Miami's roster, the Heat just keep on winning this time with Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson leading the way over the Washington Wizards. We'll break down the game, give out our player grades, and much more coming up next. You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening to the show on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. The Heat were taking on the Washington Wizards on Tuesday night, a game that was impacted by COVID throughout the day. We got the announcement early on that Udonis Haslam, assistant coach Karan Butler, head trainer Jay Sobel, as well as Sable, I'm sorry, and Alonzo Mourning in the front office all tested positive for COVID, so they would be out Due to health and safety protocols, even the team's broadcasting crew was impacted as John Crotty, John Crotty also entered the health and safety protocols. And then just 20 minutes before tip-off, Max Struess was out on the floor preparing to shoot around for the game. He was going through his warm-ups. Everything looked like it was progressing smoothly. And then it was announced right before the game started that he would be out due to health and safety protocols as well. None of that mattered. Again, both teams impacted by COVID as they rolled out to the floor. A skeleton crew both for the Heat and Washington Wizards, but the one mainstay was Jimmy Butler, and thank goodness for that because he was as incredible as you might expect. He was phenomenal all night long, started off the game looking to be more of the playmaker as we've seen from him in the past, and then just kicked up his scoring as he's wont to do. He went on an 8-0 scoring run all by himself to help distance the Heat. They built up a 14-point lead in the first quarter. Duncan Robinson caught fire in the third quarter. We'll talk about him throughout the show, but he was just really, really phenomenal from three-point range. Went 8 of 16 from behind the line, 9 of 17 overall for 26 points to lead the team, and it looked like the Heat would put things away. They were getting steady contributions from a number of key players, and of course, Tyler Hero wound up leading the team as well in his scoring. Just a great game from him as well, but then, all of a sudden, just as the game looked like it was out of reach, the Washington Wizards caught fire late in the fourth. Uh, Jimmy Butler had to re-enter the game. It looked like he was going to be done for the night. And then he came back in. And at some point, he was driving to the lane, wound up rolling his ankle, came back in, shot free throws, finished out the game. And Miami was able to hold on for a 119-112 victory over the Wizards. Not a lot to take away from this. Although I think the biggest concern for a lot of Heat fans will be the potential for a lingering Jimmy Butler injury. Wes, what do you think? Yeah, that's obviously the takeaway here. It's really unfortunate because the Heat were dominating this game. I It just looked like they were really on track to get some much-needed rest yeah. for Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, maybe even Duncan Robinson, especially on this first night of a back-to-back set with the Heat right. going into San Antonio tomorrow night. Uh, you, It just looked like you know they, they were going to get uh, some rest for the entire fourth quarter for their top three guys in this game, but that wasn't the case. The Wizards battle back. Um, they get it back down to to 13 with five minutes and 55 seconds to go. Eric Spolster calls a timeout, puts Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson back into the game, and then Jimmy Butler rolls that right ankle when he's planting on his way to a layup with a minute and three sec- 63 seconds left in this game, David. It's Really a shame. I don't want to hear the stuff about whether or not Eric Spolster made a mistake by putting Jimmy Butler back in or keeping no, him in that to. late. You had to do it. 
you couldn't have afforded to drop this game. No way. Uh, the Heat end up going 4-0 on this homestand. A much-needed uh, little run here that they're putting together and getting Jimmy Butler back. But, of course, I look, I don't think the blame goes on Eric Spolster. I think the blame goes on the guys that were out there, you know, taking the foot off the gas a little bit, perhaps, you know, letting the Wizards get back into this game, but also give credit to Washington. Like Spencer Dinwiddie caught fire from three-point range. Davis Bertans late was hitting a bunch of shots from beyond the arc. I mean, they were just getting shots to go in yep. that they weren't getting in th- throughout the rest of the game. I don't really know that all that much changed other than the fact that those those misses became makes late for them. Uh, and then the opposite for Miami, of course. But, um, you know, now the focus is on Jimmy Butler's right ankle and whether or not he has to miss a significant amount of time. Because if he has to miss more games, the timing is really, really awful right now, especially considering what the alternative was. You know, it being him getting some rest in that fourth quarter as opposed to having to check back in. Losing him at the start of a seven-game road trip would be really tough for Miami. Yeah, look, the Heat lead as high as 28, and then they cut it to within seven. So, as you said, it was a no-brainer. Spolstra had to do what he had to do in order to preserve the victory. And if that means putting Jimmy back out there for an extra minute, you hope that maybe he avoids injury. That wasn't the case. Like he walked back out on the floor. He was able to at least loosely move around. Uh, you know, he, he kind of had his head in his hands later on after it became apparent that Miami was going to be able to seal the game. So you wonder whether or not, uh, you know, there'll be some lingering impact there. He was obviously pretty clearly in pain for a guy yeah. like Jimmy. We've seen him have a pretty high threshold. And with it comes to when it comes to knee injuries or swelling and things of that sort, it's always the night of, right? You you twist, you roll your ankle, and you, you hope that maybe you don't develop any kind of swelling, and maybe you'll be able to play on it tomorrow. I would expect, look, again, n- neither of us know exactly what's going to happen, but I would expect that he'll likely miss a Wednesday's game against the Spurs. They take on the Houston Rockets on Friday, and then they move on to the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. So those are three pretty easy teams. Under any normal circumstances, Miami might be able to weather the storm without Jimmy, but given that they only played eight players tonight, and one of them, obviously, Jimmy Butler, you can't really afford to lose him. We'll make a, we'll address whether or not Miami winds up adding somebody to this roster because they actually have to do so in yeah. order to comply with the league's changes regarding COVID and the health and safety protocols and everything else like that. So we'll talk about that later on the show. Right. But regarding Jimmy Butler, yeah, an unfortunate end to a phenomenal night from him. Again, a career high yeah, with 15 assists. Uh, again, just phenomenal playmaking from him. Just mixing it, it was, up. Just it was, it was an MVP performance from him. I mean, this was the Jimmy Butler prior to the tailbone injury that we had been seeing all year long. Yeah. And look, I know, yeah, the Heat will add somebody tomorrow. Today, right. if you're if you're watching this, listening to this on a Wednesday, they're going to add somebody before the Spurs game because they have to. Like you said, right. we've got some ideas we'll talk about later on in the show. Nobody's replacing Jimmy Butler. And the really tough thing about this, right. David, is that they're already down Kyle Lowry. I don't know. I mean, normally these are some bad teams and they've been managing to find ways to win without either Kyle Lowry or without either or without Jimmy Butler. I don't yeah. know if they can win without both of them. And that's yeah. my biggest concern. Tyler Hero, as good as he has been, and he had 30 points tonight, 20 of, w- of which came in the first half. He was awesome for the Heat. But, Incredible. I mean, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson plus a bunch of dudes, like, I don't know. We don't know how long. Max Struess is going to be out, right? Yep. Because he, he's being put in the health and safety protocols. He's going to be out for at least six more days. So, uh, at the at the bare minimum. So, yeah. I, I this is, this is going to be a really tough loss if they have to be without Jimmy Butler for more than just the second night of a back-to-back in San Antonio. 
Yeah, Miami fielding their 12th different starting lineup of the season with Butler, Caleb Martin, who played 29 minutes, Omer Yurtseven, who was an on and off night for him, not as solid as he's been of late, but still played 32 minutes, Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson. So I imagine if Butler does wind up sitting out, you'd probably have to put in Tyler there just because well, you don't have any options. Yes, at this you point. have to. You can't bring in Casey Opala. He's both your only four and five at this point, backing up Yurtseven and Caleb right. Martin, who's ostensibly your four. Uh, I mean, it's not ideal. You got Marcus Garrett playing 22 minutes on the night and, and solid contributions defensively, but he went one of seven for the floor. So you're going to be sacrificing a whole hell of a lot of playmaking and point ability, their scoring ability. On the plus side, looks Antonio's impacted as well. No DeJounte Murray for them. He is out as well. I'm sure by tomorrow's announcements, we'll probably be getting more updates regarding that team. If Miami winds up even avoiding any further impact, they might wind up having a player test positive tomorrow. You know, it's it could happen. Washington's dealing with their own outbreak. They had Bradley yeah. Beal uh, out uh, announced right before the game started that he would be out due to health and safety protocols as well. So this is an ever-changing landscape. It's not ideal for anybody, but Miami continues to find a way to win here. Look, I, I, that's... To me, we were talking about this. Not a great game, uh, a necessary win, and that's all that matters. You get the win. You figure it out. You do what you can. Every team is dealing with this in some way, shape, or form, and Miami has been able to handle this much better than most with four straight wins. Their fifth straight win at home, I believe, just continuing to be just get contributions from everybody. Next man up. And no excuses. I saw a lot of Wizards fans and even some media saying, oh, this is a G League team, blah, blah, blah. That's so ridiculous, considering when you look at Miami's roster. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Six no, undrafted look, players play tonight, and then the only three guys you had that were drafted include Casey Apollo, Jimmy Butler, and, and, and Tyler yeah. Hero. Not exactly uh, a strong NBA unit either. Yeah, I mean, you get just used to these guys from Miami stepping up. Now, I understand that Washington had a bunch of guys that just sort of showed up today. Sure. Um, Alize Johnson, Johnson his was name. signed, yeah. Some yeah, guy Alize named they, – they were playing some guy named Sword. His last name was Sword. <laughs> I, I, I just – Whatever, man. They, <laughs> the Wizards have their own problems. But what was crazy to me and the takeaway from this game, not just the Jimmy Butler thing, but like the Max right. Strews stuff. I was there at FTX Arena oh, watching Max Strews warm up. I was right there courtside just sitting there in a seat watching Strews warm up with a face mask on, which you don't need to do or you didn't have to used to have to do when you were right. doing warm ups. I don't know if this is part of just the restrictions, the new the new restrictions that the NBA has put in place or or uh, just something well, that Max Strews is doing on his own. But he addressed media. He addressed media earlier this morning with a around. mask on as well. Yeah, at shooter around. So I mean, I, he was going through the, the the motions, and then after he got pulled off the floor for uh, after his warmups, I guess he had his test came back positive, and they had to scratch him. One other right. thing before we move on here, David, I know that going back to the Tyler Hero stuff, a lot of people after Max Struess got scratched, he was going to be the starter. We yep. believe um, in Caleb Martin's place. Caleb Martin ends up getting the start tonight. Um, and a lot of people thought that Hero would get the start once Struce got scratched. But uh, Hero comes off the bench. I think some Heat fans were still frustrated by that. They think that Spo is keeping Hero down or something like that. That's not the case. That's not what is happening. When you are without Kyle Lowry and you only have basically Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero as shot creators in that lineup, right. you want to stagger them a little bit. You obviously right. are going to start Jimmy Butler and you continue to bring Tyler Hero off the bench as he's been so good at all season long. But if you're, if you're without Butler and Lowry, yeah, you're going to end up starting Tyler, uh, starting Tyler Hero this time around. Well, we'll talk about some of those potential options that Miami might add to their roster, as well as getting into our player grades for the night. But just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? 
It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and it's helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Who doesn't want to save some money, especially now around the holidays? Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, boys and girls, it is time for some player grades. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Be sure to also subscribe to Locked On Heat on YouTube to get these episodes hours earlier than they go up on the podcast feed. Um, all right, it's time to get time to get to some player grades. The first one, David, is going to be Duncan Robinson. And you already read the stat line. We're going to do it one more time here just because it was so great. 26 yep. points on 9 for 17 shooting, 8 for 16 from three-point range. Duncan Robinson's getting a great old fire emoji here because he was on fire tonight, David. Not just that stat line that pops out, but just the fact that he set the tone for the Miami Heat in this yep. game. Miami's first six shots, all three-pointers. Four of those were Duncan Rob- Robinson three-pointers. Yep. Duncan Robinson, three Three-point attempts in the first 90 seconds of this game. Yep. It was it was like every time like the the Wizards had no defense on Duncan Robinson all night long. And what strikes me as interesting in that is that talking with Wes Unsell Jr. before the game, uh, he was talking to the media. He he was talking about how the first thing that they have to do is limit Miami's three-point attempts, that they are trying to win games beyond the arc right now, and that they need to run their shooters off the lines. Well, when you talk about shooters, and then one of them is a late scratch in Max Struess. I don't really know who else you are trying to run off the line if you're the Washington Wizards. If not, Duncan Robinson. And they just let him take wide open threes basically all night long. He capitalizes with a great night from uh, from three-point range. Yeah, it's a, a far cry from the first time they, these two teams met when at that point in time the Wizards were atop the Eastern Conference and had done so mostly because of their defensive intensity. They were limiting the least amount of three-point attempts in the league, uh, and so that looked like a major challenge for Miami. That's not the same team that was out there today. They were as porous as could possibly be, and Miami, conversely, made a concerted effort to get uh, Duncan going early on, as you said, looking for him early and often in the game, and it wound up paying off. He, he hit his second shot attempt from behind the arc, and it seemed like he just, he just had a little extra zip in his step, a little extra energy, it just had that rhythm going. Some of those shots were pure vintage classic Duncan Robinson if you will uh and just a phenomenal performance from him eight of 16 that's hopefully that quiets some of the complainers about Duncan a little bit more because yeah I I mean the only thing that quieted the complainers tonight that Max Struess wasn't available that's the only thing that quieted the complainers tonight uh our next player is Tyler Hero 30 points tonight 20 of which came in the first half Tyler Hero's vote his grade is hashtag NBA vote I know that we keep having the sixth man of the year conversation with Tyler Hero, and he is rightfully the leading candidate to win that award. But why sure. stop there? We have been Thank talking you, about Gundy. Tyler Hero's all-star potential for a few weeks now, David. And games like this, what a way 
to follow up a two point performance in which he got ejected. Time to get that shooting the, the, that point per game average back up over twenty. I think it should be uh, with this thirty point performance taking care of it. Uh, he hits two three pointers to end the first quarter, pushing Miami's lead to fourteen points going into that second quarter. You talked about the Jimmy Butler run, the Duncan Robinson run. But Tyler Hero scoring those 20 points in that first half, those two straight threes to end that first quarter, really, I thought, was just that extra wave that just took the Wizards out of that game right up until, you know, the final few minutes of the game. It, it was the consistency with which he did it. Look, five of seven yes. from behind the line, too. Uh, so he had that three-point shot dialed up. And they were they were allowing those wide-open looks. At one point, he just it was cocky Tyler, kind of just smirking a little bit, talking to some of the guys on the Wizards roster, too, because they just had no answer. Uh, no matter who they tried to stop him, and I use stop in air quotes because you can't – if you can't subscribe to YouTube, you won't be seeing this, but that's why you should be subscribed to us. In any case, uh, look <laughs> – Tyler just really, really, really just on fire. He just was cocky. He was just great. He was the version of Tyler that every Heat fan loves to see because he was just so dynamic, so explosive, uh, great footwork all night, just creating space for himself and, and you know, doing it so uh, – also making plays for others too. He finished with three assists, six rebounds, just continues to show improvement. And look, everybody's going to forget what a bad game he had because he just he, – you know, two points last game, 32 now. All you can say is he's averaged 17 points per game over the last two games. That's all that matters. That's right. It wasn't a bad game. He didn't deserve to get ejected out of that game. He would have been fine if he got to finish it. Our next one is KZ Akpala. Not quite a smiley face, but like a, you know, feeling pretty good about yourself type of face. <laughs> KZ Akpala, look, the box score isn't jumping off here. Uh, Winning plays. Minutes. Winning plays. There you go. Six points, one assist in 16 minutes. He was three for four from uh, the field, so he was efficient. Uh, didn't, But didn't commit any turnovers, didn't do anything wrong. He was a plus nine, which was second best on the team behind just Caleb Martin, who had a really good game, but we're going to focus on Casey Akpala here. Uh, look, he's starting to settle into his role as a big man. I talked with him the other day, and he said that he's been learning how Basically, instead of being the guy who's dumping into big men in the post and on rolls in that pick and roll, he's now the guy. He's now the big man finishing those kinds of plays. He had a great finish on a lob uh, at one point in the game. He he slipped a screen. He hit. He slipped a screen and roll and finished at the basket later on in the game. He's just doing things right. And for Casey Paula, you got to feel good about that. Absolutely. Look, I, I mean, I, I hate to point it out now because it's just. I, I think I was pretty fair with Casey. As optimistic, as hopeful as any Heat fan could possibly be, I, I wanted to see that potential. But you know, two and a half years under on this roster, and we just we didn't see anything from him. He just right. did not look like a NBA player. But he's finally gotten some more opportunities, and I think he's kind of figured it out. Whether it's just you know, whether it's uh, just a chicken or the egg situation here in terms of he got more playing time and now he looks more comfortable or he looks more comfortable. Now he's getting more playing time. I can't say for certain. I don't think he can say for certain. The reality is, however, he's on the floor and he's making contributions. He looks solid. He's provided some defense. You're, he's not your go-to player, but you're not expecting him to be at this point in time. You just need him to provide some kind of value. That's huge leaps and bounds from where he was. And so you're absolutely right. This is a great performance from him. Just, you know, really, really good, really solid, which is, that's fine. That's all you necessarily need out of uh, a guy like KZ. Uh, he's going to be asked to do a lot more because right now, again, with Miami going through so many injury issues and so many players being lost to health and safety protocols, KZ is going to have to find a way to step up. We'll talk about whether or not Miami adds somebody to this roster and who those potential options might be. But first, 
Just a reminder that this show is sponsored by Bet Online, who has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Miami winning seven in a row. That's pretty impressive. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to save. Uh, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked on to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. And for, don't forget to use that promo code bet online. Well, guess what? You probably have tried it by now, and if you haven't, you're doing yourself a great disservice because you know what? It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolution, something we'll talk about a little bit later on in this week for the Miami Heat. But if it's yours, if your resolution is about getting fit or eating healthier, then make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and yet provides all the nutrients that you might be looking for to make sure that you match all of your New Year's resolutions it's just a great tasting bar. You can get so many delicious flavors. Build a mixed box of all of your favorites, and you'll start off the new year exactly the way you want to. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bar has you covered again. All the chocolate you might be needing in an indulgent treat without any of the guilt or any of the excess fat, sugar, carbs, whatever you might be trying to cut out as you're trying to build a new you. Uh, for the new year, then Built Bar is the way to go. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off, but only at Built.com. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com, via Twitter using the hashtag AskLHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. And as always, you can leave a review. You just found out you can always leave a review on Spotify as well, which is another one of the many outlets where you can find this great podcast. So please make sure to leave a review there as well. But we've got some questions to get into that were submitted using the hashtag AskLHeat. This first one comes in from... TZ Mac. Actually, before I do that, just an update on PJ Tucker. Uh, you saw him uh, earlier today at shoot around. He sh he did shoot yeah. around with the team, um, so it looks like he might be available to play uh, hopefully soon. Uh, I imagine he'll be traveling with the team at this point, just yes. because well they'll be out till mid January, so he's going to be with the team. Uh, who knows whether or not he'll be able to play Wednesday against the Spurs or maybe Friday against the Rockets, his former team. But it looks like a return. For Tucker will be on the horizon. No update on Marquis Morris, right? Not from the team or anything else. Continues no more to warm up before yeah. the game. No update. He was warming up before the game. Um, we Eric Spolster said after the game in regards to Max Struess that he's feeling 100%. So you hope that he's a, one of these asymptomatic cases and he could come back at some point during the road trip, although it's not clear if he'll travel or if he'll stay right. at home and continue to test, hopefully negative, and then eventually rejoin the team on the road. But looking, it looks like it's trending that P.J. Tucker will – He's going to travel with the team and that he could play uh, against San Antonio um, tonight but or, or Wednesday night, depending on when people are listening to this. But, um, you know, the Heat are still going to have to add a player because they are they have now Kyle Lowry, Max Drews, and Udonis Haslam all in health and safety protocols. So they they now they already added uh, Zy, uh, uh, Cheatham, Zylan Cheatham 
to mm-hmm. one of these hardship type uh, uh, roster spots. But now that they have three players in protocol, they have to go out and under NBA rules, sign another one. So yeah. they're going to bring in somebody and they have to do it before the Wednesday night game in San Antonio. So it's going to happen soon. Well, that, that leads us to this question from TZA Mac. He writes in, are the Heat going to get a big man now that Yurt is the only one left as a legit big available, or should they be going for a versatile wing forward? Wes, what do you think? Well, they kind of already have that versatile wing forward, at least theoretically in Zylan Cheatham, right? And exactly. for those who haven't listened to the episode, breaking down Zylan Cheatham and what he's all about, sort of his personal history and the kind of game that he provides, again, right. theoretically, um, that's sort of, he's sort of like a PJ Tucker light. So uh, he didn't get any playing time on, uh, tonight, David. You wonder if yeah. maybe he would have had the Wizards not cut the lead uh, down the way that they did to single digits late in the game. Uh, but I, I think we can see some Zylan Cheatham, especially if Jimmy Butler ends up missing some time. I, I think it's either guard in order to replace Kyle Lowry or mm-hmm. potentially a big man in order to give some sort of depth behind Yurtsevin. Wouldn't surprise me. And look, they've got a guy that they like, Micah Potter, playing for their Sioux Falls team, their G League affiliate there. Uh, Micah Potter had a nice showing during the Summer League in Las Vegas. You wonder, he obviously knows the system because he's part of their G League squad. So do you just make it easy, especially given the quick turnaround, just bring in a guy who knows the franchise, knows the organization, and you could just fly him from South Dakota to San Antonio? I think that's the route they go. Given Miami's history, that's usually how they progress with these sort of things. It's not the buyout market. They're not looking to add a proven veteran at this point. It's just somebody who to helps, you know, helps them tread water. And what better way to do that by somebody, as you said, who is already familiar with the system. Part of what may, has made Sioux Falls such a successful G League franchise over the years is that they train the same way as the Heat does. We've talked, we've talked to players who have experienced the, you know, the Sioux Falls, uh, 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 the way that it's played there. It's basically just an easy transition. It's kind of like the 905 uh, with the Toronto Raptors. They've had a very successful development program. Sioux Falls has always been a great gateway for Miami as well. You learn the exact same things. The coaching is very similar and so it's just for a guy like potter he would be immediately plugged in plug and play as Phil likes to say he would get early minutes he would be able to be familiar he might not be uh ready for nba level speed and athleticism and things of that sort the g league is a very different animal in that sense guys are looking to score the pace is much more quick defense is not as prevalent etc he'll be tested uh but he doesn't have to do much again it's just a matter of him going out there and be able to show something so right. i i think that's a likely scenario I know Heat fans and people wanting to listen to this show are probably expecting a bigger name. Uh, Mario Let's talk Chalmers. about him. Yeah, Mario Chalmers, Michael Beasley, J.R. Smith. I'm okay with – look, Michael Beasley started playing some center late in his in his career. What was it with, like, the Lakers? They would never going to happen. Center once in a while? It's never going to happen. happen. not going to happen. Not- uh, Mario Chalmers also is uh, probably not going to happen. Uh, that's not the direction that the Heat are trying to go into. But if they are looking at a center – a couple names that people have thrown out on Twitter. Larry uh-huh. Sanders hasn't played in the NBA for a long time, mostly because he it. doesn't want to. Uh, yep. It sounds like he just doesn't love playing basketball. Um, I don't think that's an option. Another name that you and I have talked about here and there, Jaleel Okafor. He trains in Miami, had a brief stint with the Hawks during the preseason. That didn't work out, obviously. But you wonder if maybe the Heat do go in that direction. I wouldn't rule it out. Not just not Jaleel Okafor specifically, but going in like maybe more of a established type of name. We just saw Greg Monroe land with Minnesota oh. Timberwolves. There's something to be said about getting a guy on this short of a turnaround. As much as Micah Potter, 
I think it's helpful that he has some sort of familiarity within the Heat. He has no familiarity with playing in the NBA, right? And so that could you could make the argument at least that going and getting a guy who has more recently played in the NBA or has played in the NBA at all, you know, yeah. in some cases, might actually be more of a better option given the quick turnaround than a guy who has never played in the NBA despite the familiarity with the franchise. I don't know that I agree with that. I'm just saying that an argument could be made. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, with a guy like Okafor, there is some experience there. I, I'm very, very confused. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you mentioned that he played. For, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I'm curious. It's like, why why he doesn't get that kind of opportunity again? I mean, an NBA-ready player. He's had some experience there. He's had his moments. It's not been a great career for him, not an easy transition from the collegiate player that he was, although he's a former teammate of Justice Winslow's when they won the national championship over in Duke. Uh, you know, obviously there's some great Duke connections within the Heat organization as well. You figure that would be one of the early names brought in there, but I just, I can't see why, I can't see why they've leapfrogged past a guy like Okafor and then gone with somebody like Monroe. Oh, I don't think he's played in the league for what, like three seasons? And yet a Monroe contributing, I mean, a guy who led Minnesota to a win over a Boston Celtics team that is reeling right now. So it's been interesting to see all these names that keep coming up here, yeah. even the Knight, who was with the Sky Force not that long ago, picked up by the Dallas Mavericks. He wound up having a, a 20 point night uh, for the Mavs and a win there. So it, it's been interesting to see. Rony Cycli? Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> he's still around. I think doing his stuff. career has been a little bit yeah. too productive for him. I don't think he could, I don't think he could play at the NBA level. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. The 10 day contract isn't as lucrative as the DJ stuff, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, look. Uh, I, I think we'll wrap it up after this. Uh, it's been interesting to see uh, how Miami continues to weather the storm. Uh, something that we'll talk about later on this week is the the stability of the franchise and why it's led to some success for this team as well. But we'll be back on Wednesday night after the Heat take on to San Antonio Spurs, hopefully with Jimmy Butler in the lineup. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you subscribe to get the best coverage available. Make sure to also check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes. Thanks for having me, and rest in peace, John Madden.